Thank God the New Jersey scene is still thriving in the pop punk uh, genre. I have North Vale with me here today, and we're about to listen to their most recent single, You Up, featuring Hit the Lights. Nick Thompson actually killed it on this track. Yeah, That's so man, cool yeah. to get a feature or something like that. Is he is Hit the Lights been one of the most like one of one of the inspirations to this band in itself? Or like how did that all come about? I think so. I think uh our our rhythm guitarist who who like kind of writes the the skeletons for all our songs, like you know, the the framework for all the, the, the tracks, he he's like his favorite band is Yellow Card, but he like, you know hit the lights is, is definitely like a top tier influence for him. So I think he was like, I think he's really into thief club too. Right. Nick yeah. Oh, no shit. Loves thief yeah. Club. So, Oh, I'd love that. So. Yeah. I saw hit the lights uh, years ago. I think I want to say like 2018, obviously before the pandemic happened and they would play that house of independence and they did a fucking phenomenal job. I don't know if you dudes were there, but like, I think I was at that show. Yeah. Think- they were doing an anniversary, I believe maybe yeah. no, no, no. The new record, which like I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. So, it was just crazy how they started coming back around again. So, yeah, they're they're badass. Nick working with Nick was so cool too. It was so easy, so easy. He just sent he you just, the stems and that's it. It like, was like yeah. it was like, hey, we're we're thinking something like this, and he's just like like this, and we're like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of just sent them like a frame. Keith sent them like you know one of those like you know, melody lines that he just hummed into his phone without like any words or anything, just like, you know, oohs and ahs and Nick just like Nick's just Yeah, Nick's like like well, fucking ten minutes later he said lyrics back. He, he, he was like, so nice mm-hmm. about it too. He's like, Well he's like, how about this? It's just my first pass. Like I could do it again if you want something else. And we're just like, nah, definitely don't do something else. Dude, dude this is perfect. <laughs> I mean, the music speaks for itself. Obviously, he's going to want, like, reaching out or if he found you guys in general, like, obviously, he's going to do it because the music's so tight. Uh, Being that the band is not that old um, and the chemistry is phenomenal with the singles that you have released and the EP as well, um, the things we used to be. So how did the members, uh, all of you guys, come about with meeting each other and getting this project started? Um, Well, I think it started, I was in another band like uh it's like a straight punk band before this and that ended in 2015 and i didn't start in 2015 oh okay when did it end 2019 2019 and uh so mike mike actually played a couple shows on guitar with that band we were we'd gone to like grade school together and then lost touch and we reconnected over that and after we played a few shows together, I knew that band was kind of going to go down. And I was just after Mike, like, hey, let's start something. Let's start something. Let's start. And he didn't want to. But I don't know what changed your mind. And then we did. We did start something. And it took us a little while. We met our rhythm guitarist, Chris, through a, a friend of a friend. Uh, he came on board. And Kevin, I met at Starland, actually. Yeah, we were the, uh, the VFW across the street. We were drinking beers. I, I don't know what I was yelling. Probably just like, you know, <laughs> talking I heard, nonsense. I heard that they were going <laughs> to buy their friend a bass and teach him how to play bass since they needed a bassist. <laughs> so I made sure that I followed the band. <laughs> yeah, Good on you, Kevin. You're like 
one of the myself. most approachable people I've ever met too. You're like George. I was like, holy shit, dude! It's only been like three years since I've seen your face. Like, right. <laughs> just out of nowhere, parked right next to you for that show. Yeah. Um, that was glorious, dude. Parking in Asbury Park is brutal. Like, I fucking tried so hard. I did, I think, like four or five laps before I found something. So, yo, I fucking. Uh... I went to go like pay for parking on the on that like park mobile app. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I put in his fiance's license plate one fucking number wrong. Like they gave I put in eight instead of a nine. They Ooh, gave him a ticket. Damn, <laughs> motherfuckers! I was so bummed out. I was like, uh, I'm we, sorry, dude. We just sent them the receipt and they got rid of the ticket, so we're good there. <laughs> okay, good. At least they knew. At least they knew you. You know, we're trying to pay to park and such. Um, yeah, and you, it looks like you've had, you've played House of Independence too. So, uh, what was, what was that show like? How was that experience? Because, um, you know, this is after, I mean, we're still going through the COVID situation, but how did it feel to play that show coming back after this pandemic? That was actually our first show. We, uh, our first like live electric show. Because I love the, that too. It's awesome. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, you know, the, we, we kind of started this band like right before quarantine. Yeah. Like we, it was crazy. We were writing the singles for the EP and we dropped the first one like, like two weeks before quarantine hit. And then, you know, so we, we had like one song out and then it was like, okay, everybody go into lockdown. And so, yeah, it was kind of weird trying to navigate that. You know, we didn't, everyone's been in bands before, but we start, we just started a band. We just put a single out and now it's like, can't leave your house. We're like, shit. <laughs> okay. We, okay, we, sure. we like, I like rewrite the, rewrite the plan, you know, like how does this work now? But it, so we just kind of, yeah, we went like heavy into like, you know, like social media marketing and stuff and just kind of like we're like okay we're just gonna be a digital band until until somebody tells us otherwise yeah, and so you know it was like you know we had to shake off the cobwebs for for playing live like everybody else did but it was also like we got to you know figure out how to play live together too yeah. that was that was the whole thing so yeah it yeah, actually came together well though i think well, yeah, it was a great turnout. It felt good to get back on stage, honestly. Like he said, all of us were in bands prior, even though it was our first band, our band's first show. You know, just getting on stage after, for myself, yeah. three years almost. Uh, dude, I, we, yeah, were talking, we were talking about that this morning before me and Mike were saying, like, I feel like in, you band is, it's work, right? It's a, it's a lot of work. And I think that I forgot why I want to do this so much and then like once we were on stage after that show I, then i was like oh that's right now i remember yeah that's it right. feels fucking this good is, this is awesome the adrenaline rush is almost like a drug you know yeah oh <laughs> dude it's therapeutic in ways too like this is why i love it like i can't i can't imagine myself not playing shows like ever like i think i'll be fucking 90 years old like disintegrating from my fucking body dude, and still trying you, to hit it you see back. guys you see guys like that man it's they don't want to stop you can't how could you stop this is like this is what you love you know yeah seriously and being and like mike you were saying like being a digital band is honestly not a bad thing because like this is how the industry is evolving and i've experienced it i've i'm 30 years old i've been in it since i was 13 years old and I think um, there was a huge shift change from, I want to say, 2015 to 2019, where it was like social media presence was huge. Then you needed the Spotify numbers. And now it's uh, it's kind of like correlates now together with Spotify and social media numbers and TikTok. And like, it's just that is the whole um, way of trying to get your music out there is promoting it through a digital source. So, yeah. I mean, you're doing the right thing. Like, so it's it's just you know 
it's going to take time to see like what comes next considering it's like what two years old <laughs> this band yeah, Come yeah on, right. man. it's yeah i love that so anyway. inspiration wise for like musicians in general like who do you guys one by one uh usually listen to on a daily rotation or who you grew up with that inspired you to do music and such for sure so i think the thing that's kind of cool about our band is like we all like different shit and uh like i said our the the guy who kind of writes the bones for all the songs chris his he's like a big you know like uh like 2005 to 2010 pop punk guy like he loves like mayday and yellow card and shit like that um me and aaron though we uh the, our drummer aaron we came from like the post hardcore world like we were like playing shit like seosin and circus survive and stuff like that so like that's what you know we grew up writing, and so <laughs> love you know, that stuff. You mash that together, you kind of get our sound, I think. And um, I mean, I've I've always been into Chili Peppers, Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, that stuff. Nothing know. that has to do with the music. No, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> but um, I don't know, Kev, Kev where are you come from? I guess my definition would definitely be just Warp Tour. You know, as a kid growing up, twelve years old, going in eighth grade, and every year since then until it no longer was happening. That's what I was listening to. And Warp Tour had such a wide range, and it changed over the years. So so did my taste. You know, anything from uh, you know what Mike said, Circus Survive, Sasson, I was into. To nowadays, I'm listening to some newer wave stuff of like Between You and Me. Uh, and bearings and stuff like that you know the new pop punk sound but then i also had guilty pleasures growing up in the 90s and i was definitely a big matchbox 20 guy dude matchbox 20 rules yeah yep. they, they fuck really hard yeah that's a good thing to fucking fall in love with um because it's like it's like you can hear the collective um you can hear the collective like uh, uh, uh the structure that the band has written uh together with these songs because it's it's very well written out so like it's it's very catchy stuff right off the bat so um and I can only imagine what it, the future is holding for North Vale. So what what's the plan, guys? Is it going to be an album? Is it going to be um, an EP, some more singles, more features? What are we doing here? We're definitely doing more. Uh, we're going towards writing an album. Um, we have the we have ten songs kind of tracked, and uh, you know, in various stages of the mixing pro- mixing process right now. But uh, definitely planning on dropping them as singles like a you know large yeah. chunk that seems to be the big play these days like you know you kind of slowly trickle out singles until like the album's ready to go mm. um and we just seem to really love working with other artists and doing the whole feature thing so that's always a big uh you know uh consideration when we're about to drop a single it's like well who who do we think fits on this what do we think the you know the best fit for our song would be you know feature wise and stuff like that yeah yeah, Mike and I have talked about like that feature thing and, you know, there's no reason why a pop punk rock band could start using features more and more often, you know, in the rap scene, you see at least 10 artists on one song yeah. and they're all getting traction off of it, you know, and I feel like it could be something that's frowned upon in the pop punk rock scene, but why, you know, I mean, I prevail when they did their cover, got a bunch of crap for you know doing a taylor swift song and that's quote unquote the only reason why they're big but or is it just smart marketing at that point you know so why not collaborate with some other artists and it's you fun. know kind of cross promote with each other it yeah. is fun mm-hmm. i prevail real quick dude so like they are the marketing geniuses i remember when uh and yeah that taylor swift like you were saying kevin like that was like kind of the thing that blew them up they know it too however 
when they were releasing their original music, they fucking like completely beat the Facebook algorithm. Cause I just remember like these clips that would come up and it was like, uh, if you got just broken up with or something, this, this like chorus is for you or this thing is this verse is for you or something. These lyrics are for you. And like, it was just like, dude, they're really speaking out to this audience. Like this is so fucking crazy. And people are just sharing it. Like it was like the new meme kind of thing. So I was like, yeah. wow, like this band is really fucking hitting it on the head. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now it's a good idea because like, I mean like uh, to have multiple features on an album like that, like, it, it's probably the gatekeepers being like that, but in a sense, it's saying like, dude, like these are our friends. These are, we're all trying to collectively like make great music together. So why not have the features? Like, I think that's a great idea. And especially if you're going to come out with an album, like who cares if every song has a feature? Fuck it. Like, I mean, it, like Kev was saying, like you look at like the hip hop scene and like, you know, or even like the R and B scene. Like I just looked at uh Khalid's new record and like, it's, it, it's nine songs. Eight of them have features on them. The guy's got 45 million monthly listeners. It's not like he's doing it for a fucking promotion or anything. He just, you know. It's it's just fun. It's more fun. You get a cooler sound. You bring other people on. You get different flavors. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. That in our scene, you know. It's like it doesn't make sense why nobody's really doing that, like, in our scene. I I guess it's kind of frowned upon. Like, it just looks kitschy or whatever. But, like, I don't know. It seems like it, it... to me, it, it adds more to the song than than takes anything away. So, right. I'm trying to think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of. I mean, no, I don't think there's a lot of bands out there that do that. I know um, we have a lot of features on our album, so hopefully we don't get shit for it. But whatever. Um, <laughs> like that's, that's a my, lot. You know, you don't get any from here. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah. not from us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i can't think of any bands that are doing that right now but that's like essentially it's a really good idea plus like the way um we're going with like we were just saying like marketing on the internet um like especially for spotify like everything gets tagged bands artists specifically whatever so in a sense like especially like let's say like one of the songs of north vale um perseveres and like hits like a viral status or whatever well that's also going to climb to the top of the chart of the featured artists as well so it's like when those fans of them come on, like, whoa, this is on their, this is like number five on the top five. Like, who is this? They feature on this. What is this? I want to hear this. And there you go. It's more yeah. yep. showcasing. It's, it's like sharing stuff, sharing music. Um, it's just, a, it's just a really good idea. Um, if you, the band had to go on tour, uh, whether it's a package or a specific artist, who would the band, what would you guys like have in mind for trying to reach out to for getting on the road with somebody? We uh, we opened up a show with or an acoustic show with uh, with Broadside a, a few weeks ago, and dude, they are just some of the coolest guys around. Yeah, like we yeah, just vibe I, with them heavy. Yeah, um, that would be cool. Going yeah. to, also, uh, I mean, we did that acoustic thing with AJ. AJ, from, yeah, another one like Dangerous Summer. Those that dude is super fucking chill. You know, can't say enough good things about those guys. So like, you know. I think when you start doing these like features and collaborations, like it, it kind of forces you to, you know, interact with these, these guys who, you know, are in their own bubble. And like, these guys are just, you know, dudes trying to do the same shit you are. And yeah. like, it's, it's fun when you like, you know, hang with them and it's like, Oh shit. They're like, they're you know, a regular person. Yeah. They're, they're doing the same <laughs> shit. Like, they have the same worries and fears as the rest of us. Wait, doing this thing, even like we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you find that out so quickly too. You're like, oh shit! Like we're we're just trying to do our best out here and have a good yeah. time and like do what we love to do. That's like the whole situation too. 
Um, and I'm just glad uh, Broadside's also not on fucking Victor anymore. That's not a label. So uh, yeah. good for them. They can't get fucked over anymore. I don't know if they did get fucked yeah. over, but a lot of fans got fucked over on that label. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't need to be in a band anymore. Um, yeah. Also, Corey Wells was playing that show, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, super nice guy. Also, a super nice guy. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, go. He's gonna cool. go to the UK with uh, Youth Fountain, I think, uh, in the new year. So, shit. Well, I, I met tour? Corey in Nashville uh, randomly when I was shooting a show when I was living out there. He was on tour with William Ryan Key, and he was one of the coolest dudes. And when we played the acoustic show, I kind of started talking to him, and hopefully uh, soon, because I finally I was slacking getting my gamer tag. We're gonna start doing some gaming because uh, he's really into that stuff. And he was doing that in the back room, you know, while he was waiting for the show. He's Everybody else is getting yeah. wasted. Corey's playing, like, fucking Fortnite on it. <laughs> <laughs> Streaming on Twitch and shit or just, just chilling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yo, that's a guy that works, Come backstage, dude. dude. That's great. He's being I'm like, why super Why got, like, a fucking Alienware laptop? Oh, he's streaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> just can't stop. He's got a full day's work ahead of him. That's incredible. I give him props to that for sure. Like, I never would expect someone to be streaming while they're on tour at the same time. Like... <laughs> Now I gotta step up my game. Now I gotta start streaming while I'm doing interviews. I should be doing two things. I should yeah, be playing video games while I'm talking right to you guys. Now. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you're not like fucking doing Stardew Valley right now. Maybe that could be. Maybe that could be a whole element of the podcast. Like everyone has to play. Like you all have to be playing while you talk. Did you, did Keith just said my idea for the stream. I'm starting next next year. Dude. I haven't put it out there. <laughs> play video games with, with artists and interviewing them. That's, while doing that's it. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> do, we do drinking segments on this podcast and. Uh, um, I was fucking with Rory from Dayseeker because he said, do we have to like chug these? I was like, no, dude, absolutely not. And then like he kind of explained to me like when I fucked with him, he's like, I thought this was going to be like hot ones where you just get your fucking guests just super fucked up. I was like, to be honest, dude, that's not a bad idea. So <laughs> <laughs> shotgunning IPAs and just fucking yeah. all <laughs> don't know what you're saying. Oh, man. <laughs> right. I Okay, uh, did somebody you order fucking pizza? You have to start doing subtitles on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody turned into Don Vito, dude. Nobody knows what the fuck saying. <laughs> Who ordered the pizza? Um, uh, yeah, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm three for three getting drunk on those segments. I got to chill the fuck out. It's not. It's it's hard to not get drunk. Um so yeah so essentially like you know the the world is yours for the taking um do you have a producer in mind like how are you gonna go about recording these new songs because uh i know there's like always um a good amount of bands in this industry that want to find that producer that becomes like another member of the band in itself like that's not everybody's case but um i know like a lot of people that i've talked to that's what they want to do so what does north Vale want to do with uh going to studio and recording is it going to be the uh, person who did the single for you up like is that going to be um something that you're going to be considering in the future yeah so we work with uh we work with this guy kev krug who's out of uh what, what town does he live in he's like way out in like west jersey uh, and mount uh, olive mount olive and he uh he he's definitely you know filling that role of like you know sixth kind of band member thing but we we, we like to go to a bunch of like external guys and you know get their opinion and songwriting like for um good intentions and two other songs that are going to be on this record we actually spent a week with uh ace enders and nick brzezzi um you know from uh, man overboard in early november to to write those songs with them and you know they kind of tore them down and you know put them back together and you know yeah put their stamp on on some of that shit 
I hear a lot of good things about him. Uh, I just, I just screen, I just uh, FaceTime my produce, my old producer for our older album the other day. He's out in California, and uh, he said that that the, um, he he's he's having a lot of fucking really good bands coming through his studio. Um, we almost considered going to him too. We didn't hit him up. We went to a friend, like a close friend of ours, but uh, yeah, he's he's really producing some really good music out there. Like he's starting to really fucking shine. He's like like him and Will Yip like are also apparently like collectively like working together and stuff with some other projects. And if nobody's familiar with Bill Yip, he's produced bands like Circa, basically. Like he is like yeah. solely responsible for Circa Survive, which I do consider him a member of that band. So, that's cool. So that's that's great. I mean, it has, um, so how, how many times did you go to the studio for uh, singles or an EP? How, how many times have you went to them? I mean, for the way we were tracking and stuff because of quarantine is, you know, like a lot of us, like me and, Chris, our other guitarist, are are both, you know, Chris is a hobbyist audio engineer. I do it professionally. And so we have like setups. And so we just kind of like fly parts around and we just really book studio time mainly for for vocals and drums. Um, you know, Keith can talk more about doing vocal sessions and shit. But like for the most part, like instrumentation wise, we're, we're doing that shit on our own and then flying into the producer and being like, OK, what do you think? Kind of thing. Yeah. With um, drums for dr- for drums, we usually book out. Um, not, a not a recording studio in where, Montgomery, 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 New York. York. Yeah, so we'll stay there for like three nights or something, and uh, we'll track drum like a lot of drums, right? We put down put some, Aaron through some torture. Some, yes, yeah, yeah, just Aaron. It's no fun for him. It's, no, it's no. fun for everybody. The rest of us like, hang, <laughs> hanging out, drinking beers on the couch while Aaron's just like sweating in, the, in wor- workout gear, you know. But um, and I and then vocals, I generally. <clears throat> do most of them at this guy um kev's spot in mount olive because it's vocals i don't know i i guess i don't really mind if there's a ton of people around but it always seems like we get better work done when it's just me and the producer you know like yeah, I, you're we, like, like isolating and collaborating on like what you're doing for like um your 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 um your octaves and all that stuff in the layer and your vocals yeah. and such like you can concentrate i'm sure yeah, it's just easier, you know, like, it, it, so if someone has an idea, it'll be like, what about this? We could sit there, we could, like, try stuff out on the piano real quick, try to make sure things work, harmonies and backgrounds, oohs and ahs, and we just get, we get more done. Even uh, with, even with Ace, he fucking kicked me and Chris out of That's the true, yeah, with, like, a, with Ace, it was just me and Ace, too. He's like, everybody get the hell out of here. So, <laughs> that was, and that was it, that was it. I love that. Ace, Ace is funny, like, I, I would do a take, and he'd be like, happy with that and i'd be like what are you happy are you are you yeah are you happy with it you're the professional like i I didn't know what to say i said uh should i be (laughs) do i suck i don't know (laughs) no you definitely don't suck when you're getting like tens of thousands of listens on spotify per song so like i think you're okay okay, keith um what's it called so uh but like so how do you usually go about your vocals like do you um let the music write itself out first instrumentally and then you start putting it into the music you know it's before, big mad about before this. I started working with Northvale, I used to just have songs like in my head, like fully written out words, lyrics and everything. And I would bring that to my older band and they would kind of put music to that and build the song around my idea. Now, Chris, the, at the rate Chris makes skeletons or shells for songs, like it doesn't make any sense to try to compete with him. Why? They're good. He's good at it. 
Just let him go. So now it's more. We send I, key things. I get like demos. Fully, fully fleshed I'll out. Get de- I'll get demos, all, all these demos, and I'll sit there and I'll think about it. Sometimes every once in a while I'll get one. I'll be like, okay, really connecting with this one. And then just I can write right through it. But sometimes I sit on it for a while. Like, you up? You the, sat on that for months. I, I love that song now. But that mm-hmm. song took me forever. I think I wrote the verses like six times. Oh, and like. And I and we just looked at, and they were you know what about this I don't you know so someone doesn't like this someone doesn't like that and it's collective here we we everyone's pretty cool with like uh, swallowing their pride when it comes to this you know like if you just cause just because I'm in love with something if everybody else hates it like you gotta sit you gotta take a step back and be like okay well I'm wrong I got I must be everybody there's four other dudes who are disagreeing with me here who are all heavily involved in this scene right so like i got yeah. you got to shut up and step back so with but with you up i'm super happy how it came out so with that one what i ended up doing is just like not i stopped listening to it you can still you, you can still hear the progression in your head right the chord progression so like you know how the melody like you know like the box it's in at least so by stepping away from it i kind of just let my head make its own melody up randomly. I'll be driving in a car. I'll be like, this is a cool melody. And then like, I'll take that and be like, could I smack that on top of this song? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's how we landed on what we landed on for that. Right. The I think the, that, that chorus I wrote in the car on my way to hang out with Aaron and Mike, we just, I, it was, I'm just driving in silence, no radio. And it's like, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good, <laughs> dude. I mean, like, that's extremely healthy for a band. That's what people should take into consideration who are uh, want to get into this industry that are listening or watching. Is constructive criticism is definitely key because it's not like nobody's trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like this might not flow with the, the song. Like this might, yeah. like, I might listen to like, uh, like, let's just per se, like, my band example. Like, I'm listening to a minute and a half of the song. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I don't even want to listen to this next part because I don't feel like this fits, like, in a sense. Like, it's just, that it's like, oh, now I just lost momentum. Here's that wall. Now I got to move on from it. But that's extremely healthy to have that kind of communication because who knows, dude? You know, like, everybody hears something different, and that's probably going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah, yeah one, of the, uh, one of the biggest things I heard in my time in different bands, I did a co-write with one of my old bands with uh, Shane Henderson of Valencia, and we were sitting there writing lyrics, and he said, all right, that's a great line, but how else can you say it? You know, and that across the board, not just with lyrics, with the music itself, too. Like how it sounds like Keith's point, like he might love it. It might sound great, but it also could come out another way and could be even better, you know, so don't settle on the first thing that you're putting you know, and they're actually looking over and see if there is something better. Yeah, seriously. And that's like extremely healthy. Um, and I love Valencia, by the way, but man, like I just, that was that's what everybody says we sound like yeah, every I, single we fucking get that person comparison says we sound like Valencia. That's a good comparison. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I, at this point, I'm like, I don't care what you think our genre is or what we sound like. <laughs> if you like us, that's great. That's all I care yeah. about at this point. It's like, if you I like our music, dude, I'm so about that. That's a good way to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are some bands that are trying to like break the, uh, like perfect example is the home team. Uh, I, I called them pop punk, but they're leaning away from it, but you can see them evolving like in front of our eyes, like with, uh, this recent album, they released slow bloom and it's, um, it's just they're turning into a more alternative band and like that's mm-hmm. totally cool but um 
I told him, I was like, I won't call you pop punk anymore. But I'm saying like, I don't think like if like some band calls us post hardcore, I'll be like, okay, cool. Or well, I mean, if a band call me metalcore, I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about because there's no <laughs> fucking streaming in this. So whatever, dude, if that makes you happy and it buys a ticket and buys some merch, um, so be it. Um, so uh, album's definitely in the works, such and such. Uh, touring is definitely an option for sure. Um, what what do you, what what's the goals and the ambitions for North Vale? Um, because I know they there have been talks in the music industry that record labels are becoming somewhat irrelevant now, and it's more so going to distribution deals and such. But I, it just depends on the contract and this and that and such. Um, is does this band? had uh when you first got together and you started writing and now we're here and you're playing shows and getting ideas for the next album and such like does that ever cross your mind that um you might possibly start reaching out to obviously booking agencies but uh labels in general that you would thoroughly want to work with like how does that discussion go between uh the entire crew yeah i mean for us i think you know we've had a couple labels like smaller labels reach out to us and it's always been like you know um, you know, what, what are you going to do for us that we can't do on our own kind of thing? Um, and like this one label, I'm not going to name any names, but they wanted us to like do 120 touring days a year. That was like one of their stipulations. And we were kind of like, well, okay, with who and why? And, you know, hmm. so like, if it's not, you know, if, if, if you're, I guess if our, if we're going to work with a label, it's got to match kind of like the vision of like what it needs to be in 2022. Now, you know, it can't be like, you, you can't have that old model of like, okay, just, just go grind on the road. Like, you yeah. know, exactly. Um, Dude, you're right. That's like such a early two thousands, like late 1990s thing. Like that, yeah. that's not going to help you anymore. Right. No, exactly. So, and like, you know, none, like nothing against them. Yeah. You know, I agree it, with you a hundred percent. Like, yeah, like, and then money-wise, it's like, you know, a lot of the, like, smaller labels, they're like, okay, here's $5,000. It's like, well, you know, we're we're all adults, and there's five of us in this band, you know, $5,000 isn't going to really, you know, entice me to sign a record <laughs> contract that gives away all our rights to this shit and, like, all our control, so, <laughs> right. you know, um, so... For label-wise, it's really got to be like what you know. What can they do that we're not doing on our own, kind of thing? You know, we have we work with PR companies. We're definitely looking into working with some some booking agencies, and like that seems to be the better play than doing a traditional record label deal, especially yeah. for like indie artists right now. Especially of our caliber. I, I mean, I myself am weary of working with labels. I was in a band that was on a smaller label, and. You know, it, like Mike said, it's what are you going to do for us that you're, we're not already doing, you know? There's no point in signing that dotted line and giving away the rights and until they retain whatever advance they give you, you're seeing none of your music at that point. But then they're doing nothing on the back end to get you on the road or right. there's no marketing plans, you know? I don't know if you saw the um, the band I brought up before that I listened to, Between You and Me, just completely flat out tweeted and called out Hopeless Records. They blasted yeah. Hopeless on Twitter. Right, like on the day of their release, you know? And I had a friend uh, in this band called Vanish. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they were on Hopeless too, and that was the same story I got from them as well, you know? And I'm not saying that, you know, Hopeless is a bad record label or anything like that, but when you're of their stature and their size, you know, is it worth you know, signing that line and giving up your rights to your music if there's really going to be no marketing plan for you. And it's kind of let's just throw shit at the fan and see if it sticks. 
seriously. I mean, these labels better be careful because that can also cause a revolution. I, I'm starting to slowly talk about this uh, with some of the bigger artists that come on that are signed to major labels. And I asked him, like, would you be opposed to, you know, just releasing publicly um, your contracts with these labels, uh, kind of like how sports athletes do? And I've gotten a lot of mixed feelings. Most of it's positive. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like me personally, like I'm signed to a record label. Like, I don't care. I'll release it. Like, I'm not embarrassed. But then you also have people that said they might be embarrassed with some of their record contracts because it might not be that great. And um, I mean, another example, just I just found out today, like Slaughter Prevail, Slaughter to Prevail. They're considering suing Sumerian Records. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they'll release the contract probably, but um record labels need to take the artists into consideration because they're people like just don't use them as numbers like jesus like we're we're trying to make a living out here we're not trying to make you know we're not trying to like grind our faces into the fucking dirt until like you know we can't pay our bills anymore i mean Mm -hmm. look at victory records dude that blew up in their face like come on like let's not follow in their footsteps but yeah i i think that you guys are on the right path for everything i think uh north vale is definitely gonna be trending up more and more and more so and uh maybe you won't have to do that maybe people are just start reaching out to you i'm sure like if they already have so um the attention is just going to be there because the music's great and uh you know i think there's uh gonna this is really gonna help thrive the new jersey scene for pop punk and just in general um for what we have over here and uh kevin keith and mike stop by i appreciate all three of you uh, hopefully I get to meet the rest of the band in person. I met Mike and Kevin at our show. We came and hung out a little bit and stuff. It was a good time. Kevin, I appreciate you taking pictures of us and stuff. Um, and I'm going to play another clip from, uh, you up and, uh, we're gonna, uh, make you get addicted to this band, but guys, thank you for coming by. I sincerely appreciate it. This was really cool. Uh, you guys are a bunch of cool Thanks dudes. I got to catch a show soon. Are you guys playing a show soon so I can catch you? We uh, hopefully we got, yeah, we're, we're in we're, talks for a couple things and yeah we're trying early. to figure out another one at House of Independence we'll see you know how that goes and then uh, yeah. you know we're gonna look into depending on when we're gonna do the album release setting up a show for that and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. I used to, I used to do my own promote show promoting and stuff so I'm definitely looking forward to putting together a show for us at this point yeah you got a timeline ready dude you guys are professional I'm fucking stoked I'm definitely coming to that show Kevin just text me dude I'll be like alright I'm coming like bad like, I don't care but uh, uh, here's more of you up we're gonna we're gonna close out and uh, you're gonna catch these guys on the road pretty soon <laughs> I know what you do, so I can see through it. It took me a long time.